Welcome to the Witches More Gooder podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have two returning guests, two of my favorite podcasters and people, to be said. We got Mark and Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I I am appearing on this podcast under protest of the name as a grammar Nazi Gooder bothers me. No, but I completely I, I understand. Knew, I'm I know it's going to bother be- a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just happy to be here, Scott. Hey, you you hoser, you. You picked a gooder today, eh? A beauty. A real beauty. Gee, 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 Mark, I wonder why we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever made you call us, Scott? <laughs> well, we usually do, on all of our podcasts, we usually do bad movies. But here we actually have two very good movies. We're doing Strange Brew from 1983 and Wayne's World from 1992. We're going to compare those. Strange Brew is like... All Canadian. And, oh, it is so yeah. Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mike Myers is Canadian from Wayne's World. So these are just like, these are two comedy teams started on a sketch TV show and they went on to do movies. So we're just going to compare those two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a great, th- great thematically. You get the, yeah, like you said, the two sketch shows that turn into movies, how successful were they or weren't they kind of thing. So very cool idea. And it's, uh, there's definitely a lot of Canadiana in, uh, Wayne's World. Probably more than you probably think. Probably. You guys can pick that out for me. Yeah. So we're going to start with the first one. Strange Brew came out in 1983, cost $4 million to make, made $8.5 million. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. What? (laughs) This one cost $4 million? $4 million. How? (laughs) Probably half of it went to Max von Sydow. Yeah, Yeah, so it stars... Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis, Max von Sydow, and Paul and Paul Dooley. Dooley or Dooley? Dooley. 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 These two, Dave uh, Thomas and Rick Moranis, started the, the McKenzie Brothers on SCTV. They became so successful that they actually left the show to to make this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That... And Rick Moranis would go on to bigger, better things, and Dave Thomas would make what was that? other th- other stuff. What, what, what was <laughs> that White, one that, that he made? That White we coats. Reviewed? White, White coats. coats. Yeah. White yeah. coats. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, Rick Moranis, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Dave Thomas, White Coats. Yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is technically the adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie, strange, colon, Strange Brew, I guess? Yes. It, it, it is. It is. If you look it up in IMDb, it, it reads just like that. And the other one, the, the other person starring in this movie is Lynn Griffin. And I know I've seen her before. And I have checked her IMDb, and I do not recognize anything else. But I know I've seen her somewhere before. I think it was on a, like a, a television, like a kids' TV show, maybe. Like, did she do a drop-in on Sesame Street or something? Uh, or? Maybe it's a Canadian one, like maybe Under oh, the yeah. Umbrella Tree or something and like Mr. that. Mr. Dress-Up or, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Dress-Up or something, I don't know. But <laughs> Google these if you're not Canadian. Um, or 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 not old. I, I, I can't. Well, that, that too. I know I've seen her somewhere, but I cannot place it. And I. Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb, and, young, and and it was her young because she was very pretty, and I remember that face, and I but I don't remember where she's from. 
She was in an episode of The Boys, as it turns out. Yeah, but that's older one. That's the older her. I remember her younger. Yeah, I was going to say music and... video or something. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> the plot and both are just ra- the razor thin. It's just for the actors to do comedy bits throughout the movie. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and Strange Brew, living up to its name, takes a really strange kind of sci-fi turn partway through the movie, almost towards the end, which I completely forgot about until rewatching it. I was like, oh, right. Can I say this? I've never seen it until today. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'd seen, seen it a long, long time ago. I, yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you that. What did you think of it? Oh, dear God. Um <laughs> As a Canadian, I'm slightly insulted by the stereotype that's being portrayed by this. Bob and Doug McKenzie are not my cup of tea. Uh, it's almost way too much Canadian. And I worry that like Americans or other countries will think this is us and it's totally not. Like we don't talk A. They say A every two A word day. A, A. Like we don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sitting around <clears throat> going, beauty, eh? Beauty, eh? Beauty, eh? You know, and we like, have more words than just hoser. Well, I, I love this movie. I, I, I remember growing up with it. I, I find it very, very funny. Everyone and, laughs and, at the stupid kid in class. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts off, it's an MGM movie, and it starts off with a real lion. The, you know, yes. How the yeah. beginning of the where the and it's and it's Bob and Doug screwing with a lion. They're like grabbing its tail. It's just... That that thing must have been on, on some sweet sweet drugs. I tell you what, they probably That's had that thing sedated. Yeah, that yeah. He was sedated. that that lion was in a different movie somehow. Mark, Mark, <laughs> it's Canadian. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. Whatever, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, he's polite. He's a polite. He's, polite. Yeah. he's probably apologizing for moving his tail too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sitting sorry, here. <laughs> that's the thing and that's it starts with, with, with Canadian movies like, I got thinking about this it's like you can't if you make a movie about Canada and you and you make Canada a major part of that movie it can't be a serious movie like it can't be a rom-com you'll never see someone go like you had me at Hey Bud you won't see that <laughs> yeah. you know you, and it won't be like a Jaws like we need a bigger canoe like you won't see that <laughs> Attack of the Killer Beavers, maybe, yeah, but that's it, it, uh, yeah. I've seen that movie. It's called Zombie Beavers, and it's terrible. Yeah, um, but no, <laughs> and, and here they be, go. It the, has to be a comedy. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, look at what they're doing. They're taking a, a, a deep dive into the beer industry, which you know you have enough of them, <laughs> yeah. and you, you don't. You know what I mean? It's a great. It's a great time. You know what I mean? No matter what they're talking about, like <laughs> plaid shirts, beer, hoser, mm-hmm. all of the Canadian stereotypes are in here. I'll tell you what, don't do yourself a favor, don't don't try and drink along with them. <laughs> it's <laughs> stubby beer bottles. Remember stubby beer bottles? Oh, you can still get them. They're rare. They're, They're rare. rare. There's a few they companies Quebec, that still do them. Uh yeah, yeah. Mostly Quebec has them. Scott, uh, do you get these do you got these in the States? Do you get stubbies? I don't drink, but I have not seen Whenever I see beer, I have never, I have not seen okay. a stubby, and I can't remember when. Well, yeah. I, yeah, the the one company that comes to mind that you might see it in would be Red Stripe from Jamaica. They are uh, still using the stubby bottle today. Coors actually does a stubby bottle. Weren't they Bucket Beer too? Uh, the stubby's Bucket Beer. 
At one point, maybe, yeah, but yeah. not now. Uh, they, Doug Ford went for that, eh? But uh, he's just a hoser, and it didn't happen. Actually, it was all the really, it's the really shitty stuff that got to be a buck of beer. <laughs> well, it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, this movie reminded me of those episodes of Scooby-Doo where uh, Velma, Fred, and Daphne would get kidnapped at the beginning of the episode, and it was just Shaggy and Scooby. Mm-hmm. And they caught yeah. the bad guys by accident. Well, and we you know we I mean? more or less have that, right? You have Pam El- El- Elsnor, the character, as basically the one smart person in this yeah. in this movie. So representative of like like a Daphne Velma thing. Well, the smart so kind of got smart, that angle already. Uh, she's the smart good guy, and then Max von Sny- uh, what? How? Vax, Max von Sydow. There you go. He's. He's the evil genius on the bad side. Yeah. Those are the two intelligent characters in the movie. Uh, f- yes, famed Canadian, Max von Sydow. Yeah. <laughs> Is he Canadian? No. No, I was going to say. <laughs> Although, I can, I can make a connection, because uh, another way to pronounce Sydow might be Cito, which is French for syrup, as in maple syrup. Okay. <laughs> so if you pronounce it that way, he's a Canuck. <laughs> Max von syrup. Max von Syrup, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's basically trying to... Oh, now, what's his plan? Because I, maybe I didn't get it. Because he's He trying says to it take right over. at the end. He was his to- plan is to put hypnotic chemical drugs into the beer. Mm-hmm. People will drink the beer, and then he will be able to control their minds. Right. And he took it one step further and used like audio tones, like music tones, to be able to execute commands, which I think is like a step too far. Like you couldn't engineer to just be like go over there, eh? You know what I mean? And then they go over there. Like it's no, they got it. Like it's oh, it's a D flat. I better hop to and play some hockey. You know. I I, I loved how they hooked up their keyboard, their their digital keyboard to a Vic Twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in so long. <laughs> so they have to get the computer back to. Uh, to Matthew Broderick, so he can, uh, you know, start World yeah. War Three. He can he finish his war years. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think like Doc programmed the, the DeLorean the first time with this one. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, I guess, we're just gonna jump around. But there's a scene in the movie where they have to show their driver's license, and there's no picture. Was there a time in Canada when you didn't have your picture on the driver's license? Do you remember that? Um, I a think before my so. Time. I think, I, yeah, I think my dad had a version of this. Uh, or that should be a t- learner's permit. But, uh, well, I mean, my, my dad was born in 1930, so, oh, there, yeah. you know, you just learned to drive from your old man, and that was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, that's your your permit is if he let you ga- let you drive the car. If yeah. your dad let you drive the car, that was your learner's permit mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. But uh, I, th- I think... Is that what he was showing? Because I, I wasn't sure what he was it, showing. It looked like his birth certificate, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I thought. I thought it was an Ontario yeah, birth certificate. I, I ha- and I have that still. I actually still have that uh, version of the birth certificate. No, which mine's is, blue, but yeah, 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 mine too. But uh, so I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if, uh, like, when they started the pictures, it might have been like the late '70s, early '80s before they started incorporating them and making them actual cards. So now, Dave, you actually, figure Dave Thomas would have got his his license probably in like the fifties or early sixties. I had a question for Scott about that because they go into a beer store, and then so they they walk in and as it is in Canada, you make your order, 
they either go to the back or they put into some kind of microphone what your order is, and then they send the beer up on these rollers. Do they have that in the states too? No, we don't. <laughs> oh well, you yeah, but you can buy beer in the in, in the grocery store though. Right. Yes. 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 Corner stores, gas stations, yeah, yeah. gas stations, corner yeah. stores. That, yeah, you can buy beer anywhere here. Yeah, we have a liquor control board for Ontario. So <laughs> yeah. it literally is the LCBO. They sell the spirits, the wine. They sell beer as well, and then they did a whole separate beer store. Uh, that's all it is: uh, beer and then beer paraphernalia. Like you want a keg tap, you go there. And it's know. true that there's always a lineup, but it does go quick. Yep, because most most beer drinkers have figured it out by the time they get up to for their order, they're not they're not humming and hawing like that guy at Wendy's that's just taking way too long to figure out if he wants a single patty or a double patty. Like, how close to a heart attack does he want to get? Like, it's not that guy. Now, does this movie take place in Toronto? Is that what we're supposed to believe? I yeah. believe so because there's a, isn't there the, the Sky Needle is one of the pic, is in one of the pictures the CN Tower yeah the CN Tower the CN Tower I'm sorry the CN Tower the investigator when they go to the Oktoberfest. Uh, he says, "Oh, you know, well, the dog is the skunk is from is is, is Torontonian, therefore it's my jurisdiction." Mm. But Bob and Doug McKenzie, when they paint their dog like a skunk, and this, I can't believe this works. But and they just scare off all the Oktoberfest people. Um, the dog flies. Yeah, I told you it's a weird sci-fi. Like this is it turns there, there's a superhero, the dog, and Max von Sydow is a supervillain. He's ripping up guide pipes with his bare hands. He's crushing so, skulls. He can lift a guy with one hand off the ground by his ear. What is it you want? What's going on here? Didn't we pay our electric bill? The circuits are fusing. The computers, the surveillance system, everything seems to be overloaded. And I think Ted is dead. Ted? Yeah. Oh, my God. Look! It's him! It's my brother! Oh, no, John! Revenge, I know it. He's gonna kill us. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Turn this thing off. I should never have listened to you. Shut up. Crush your head. Like a nut. But I won't. Because I need you. Now, go to the loading dock. Make sure the trucks leave for Oktoberfest as planned. this is a super villain he has super strength that is never explained it's never explained how he has it but he does he brewed up some sort of canadian version of the super soldier serum in that lab of his and he's not giving it to anyone else okay so let's let's Okay, so let's just sort sort of try to nutshell this movie here before we go. Yeah. Um, well, the actually really? the movie the movie starts on the set of their TV show. So the 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 first fifteen minutes of the movie is the McKenzie brothers showing the movie they made, which is a World War Four movie. Yeah, post-apocalyptic World War again sci-fi. And oh boy. Ooh-wee. So the first 15 minutes is totally breaking the fourth wall of the movie. Yeah. And, and then we get into the real movie where they have to buy beer for their dad, mm-hmm. who was voiced by Mel Blanc. Yep. Yeah. 
they do the old uh, beer, the mouse and the beer bit. They try to get free beer with the mouse and the beer bit, mouse and the beer bottle bit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work, so they go to the the Elsinore Brewery, and uh, this is where they first meet Pam. And and what I liked about this movie was I like the subtle they're goofballs, but they're subtle humor. It's like Pam is stuck in the electronic front gates to get into the brewery. And there's sparks flying, and the McKenzie brothers get out and try to help her. And they're like, oh, you know, don't step. Her, her boots are made of rubber. So <laughs> they're smart in their own way. Like, they're stupid. They're basically stupid, but they're like, they're smart in their own way. They they know things about certain things, like electricity. Holy jeez. Look at that. What should we do, eh? Get me out of here! Hey, hold it, hold it. Her tires are insulators. Don't get out of the car, you'll ground and get electrocuted. He hooked up our stereo, eh? Well, I can't get out. The doors are stuck. You know what we gotta do, eh? What? Ram her from behind. Come on. Uh, Who's driving? You are. In case she sues for whiplash, I don't know you. I'm just a hitchhiker, eh? You all sue for whiplash. And then like Rick Moranis is like, oh, he's smart. Eh? He, he hooked up her stereo. It was just little lines like that, which just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they get into the brewery and what has happened is Pam Elsinore, her father owned the brewery and Max von Sydow and her uncle played by Paul Dooley who is very underrated. I, I think he's very funny in this movie. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he's overshadowed by the McKenzie brothers. But the character he played, I thought he did a great job as a sniveling coward. And I thought he was very funny in this movie. He's very what you guys thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, for sure. Because Max von Sydow kind of is not. He's the straight man of this no, entire he, He's movie. not funny, but he is giving it his all. He's gone full villain. In this he's movie. gone. Yes. He's, he's lowered gone his voice. He's got the villain voice. He went full um, teeth on this one too. He's, like he's tilting his head forward like a villain, you know. Yeah, he he's uh, he's quite tall actually. Like so, he's he he's ca- he towers over. A well, lot he's, of tower, he's towering over Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Yeah, who are, who are five six? <laughs> yeah, they're five six and five four. Dave Thomas yeah. is five six and Rick Moranis. That I didn't five, know. I, I knew Moranis was short. I didn't realize that Dave. I thought Dave Thomas was like your you know a five. 11 kind of dude. No, no. Also, yeah, I, want to point out, I want to point out to anyone who's not a comedy fan or not a Canadian, uh, the Dave Thomas we're talking about is not the Wendy's guy. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, it turns out Max von Sydow and Paul Dooley killed Pam's father, and Paul Dooley married his wife. The so now, day. the next day. Yep. It's just an evil. It's Hamlet. I it, yeah. what it is? It's Hamlet, and they uh, mention that. That's generous. <laughs> it's based on Hamlet, <laughs> murdering your brother and marry his wife to take over his empire. So it's basically Hamlet with with Max von Sydow, who's probably done Hamlet in Sweden. I'm sure he has. 
I'm sorry. Comparing this movie in any way to Hamlet. I love I'm it. Not, I I love I'm it. not comparing it to me. Hamlet. I'm saying it was based on Hamlet. <laughs> Out of all the things I thought we were going to talk about, <laughs> Hamlet was not one of them. <laughs> oh, plus I'm tired. I worked all night. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> so, then, so anyway, they get jobs at the brewery. And then that's when all the hype, that's when we find out the plan. Max von Sydow, he's trying to mind control. The, the brewery is connected to the insane asylum. And Max von Sydow is also a doctor. He's a psychiatrist. So not only, he's, so he's a brewmaster and a psychiatrist. Yeah, he's running the insane asylum, which is right next door to the brewery. Yes, and he's using the insane asylum patients. patients. He's drug testing them. He's using the hypnotic drug. He's testing it out on them. Yep, that's right. There's guinea pigs. Them play hockey. Because they're Canadian. Alas, poor Tim Hortons. I knew him, Horatio. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Tim Horton. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, and then they haphazardly save the day almost by accident. Yeah, and then after that, it's, it's really hard to explain the movie because it's just basically Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas doing the McKenzie Brothers doing little bits, and then they sprinkle in exposition throughout the movie you know the police show up and like i said paul dooley is very funny so they sprinkle it out yeah and eventually max von sydow and paul dooley frame the mckenzie brothers yeah for kidnapping pam and, and then they get put in the insane in the insane asylum and yeah. the the guy who's basically running the brewery not not the he's not the beer master but he's like in charge of basically all the automation and everything everything else talking about the hockey player no, the other guy, the older gentleman. Um, oh, yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. with the glasses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he who ends up basically in a head bandage for most of the movie. Oh, yeah. They put the two, they, they drug them both and put them in, in empty kegs, seal the kegs, or well, I don't know if they seal them, but yeah, they seal the kegs, put them in the back of no, a van. Because so. they get out of it pretty, quick, pretty easily. No, well, they okay. The the, yeah, they, put, well, they still put them in kegs drugged and then have the McKenzie brothers, quote unquote, deliver them to a party. And and they cut the brake lines. Quite specifically, actually, they'll have two stops. I didn't know you could do that. Like you yeah. can tell you can break the line the brake lines, but tell how many stops before. Like <laughs> yeah. I never yeah, heard of that. Yeah, they they say that they cut the brake lines. Yeah, but they have two. But they're able to stop twice. I don't know and how that works. But you you can you can stop a whole lot more than that without brakes. I found out. Uh, Fun side story. Feel free to cut this out, Scott. But uh, I was on my way to a Greta Van Fleet concert with a buddy of mine. We I'm went cutting to, that out right now. We went to we went to Montreal, <laughs> and the brakes died. Like one of the brake lines did did break, and so we had no brakes. But my buddy, through gear shifting, in an automatic, mind you, managed to get us all the way to the venue, and then. We found we we found a petrol can with brake fluid. And we just kept topping up brake fluid, and that's what got us home. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're clever enough, that actually won't stop you from stopping. <laughs> but still, like there was all or nothing is my point. Like there was no point where it was like, oh the the car, oh we got two stop warning light coming up on the car just yet. You know what I mean? Like, There's nothing like that as far as I know. I mean, I'm no they said like the. But they say that like the like the parking brake doesn't work either. Like, oh no, parking brake never really like, actually works, eh? Yeah, that's that's. That does. They make a lot of 
self-reference. Like, there's that scene where they're driving, and they're like, you ever notice in movies when people drive, yeah. they don't look at the road? And he's like, oh, no, I never noticed that. And and then there's that scene where <laughs> they have to split up, and it's like, oh, there's a tunnel. It leads right to the brewery. And Dave Thomas is like, oh, how convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's convenient, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We forgot about Rosie. We forgot about Rosie, the hockey player. Uh, yes, and uh, did you know there's a Star Wars connection here? Yeah, Gold Leader. Uh, yeah. Gold Leader, yeah. Uh, not only does he look like Michael Shannon, so uh, there's that, but then, yeah, this is Gold Leader. <laughs> he looks like every 70s porn actor I've ever seen. And strangely, strangely, strangely enough, excuse me, every 70s hockey player, too. Like, yeah, that's the true. Same, somehow true. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> But at least he he dropped the accent for Star Wars. So like, okay, I'm making the trench run, eh? All right, you hoses, stay up here. I'm gonna go I, down there and blow it up, like, eh? I, I do like that they um, they sort of uh, time time stamp this movie when they get him to sign his hockey card. Yes. You don't see that much anymore. No, no. <laughs> now what what accent was Rosie doing? It French was, Canadian. It was French Canadian. Okay, uh, it was. They it, were it was trying to be French Canadian. I don't. Yeah. The guys from Windsor, so I don't. You know, what I, mean? it's, I don't. I don't think <laughs> it was English, that genuine. French Canadian. Yeah. 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 It is the French Canadian that we do when we're trying to do French Canadian, but we're not from Quebec, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I. Because I, I got it early too. I was like, "What is? Was he? Like, is he related to?" To Max von Sydow, is he like his son or something? Like, is, is that a Swedish accent he's up to? Nope, it's French Canadian. Eventually, comes out, but <laughs> with a, a name like La Rose, that's why Jean Jean La Rose. That that's an easy swing. A French Canadian hockey player, like that's yeah. Jean La Rose, which stands for John the Rose. So. Yes. <laughs> and then the movie just gets silly at the end. Like you said, we have the flying dog, uh, Rick Moranis and Pam. They're trapped in a in a beer vat by mm-hmm. Max von Sydow, and then Rick Moranis drinks all the beer, so he's like, <laughs> he turns into like a Willy Wonka person. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, like the the blueberry kid. Yeah, he's, I gotta take a leak so bad, eh? It's <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the whole thing. So they the, the the brewery gets set on fire, and he puts it out by peeing on it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It would have taken them. It would have taken them hours. It took them two minutes or something like that. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the so not only are they standing in the beer that he drinks, but he also pisses in it first, and <laughs> yeah. then drinks it all, which I find deeply disturbing. Like I'm a beer he lover, does but piss in it. yeah. I, I yeah I'm a beer she lover, but but you piss in my beer bottle. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done. You know what I mean? Like I'm not having any more. What the hell? But they but they missed an opportunity at the when when he stops pissing and the fire and the fireman comes up to him and he says, "Oh, you know, it would have taken us hours. It took you minutes." And then he walks away and they missed an opportunity for his brother to come in and go, uh, "A, you know, if you uh, hold it longer than two minutes, you're playing with it, eh?" Because <laughs> oh, every yeah. Canadian says that when you're camping yep. and yep. you go off into the bushes to pee. <laughs> oh, you play, hold it for more than two minutes, you're playing with it, there, eh? <laughs> Or at the urinal, it'll happen or if you if you happen to be you know using the urinals at the same time as a buddy, he'll just shake it twice for the Canuck. Like you said, so he, they're doing mind control uh, on these mental patients. They get them to play hockey and they dress them up in black suits 
and white suits. Never seen that kind of hockey gear before. I've never seen that either. The mask at best. Those masks are... uh, They they used to... You know, goalies used to wear them like that. But uh, even these were a bit more stylized. And then, yeah, that... what that's not standard issue hockey equipment that they're wearing. I don't know. They're trying to make them look like stormtroopers, really, which is kind of weird. And they don't. And they do make a reference because Dave Thomas, he does a Canadian Darth Vader. Hey, Luke, hey, I'm your father, eh? And <laughs> and he, he and Rick Moranis says he saw Jedi like fourteen times. Hmm. Same, which which he wouldn't have because I was gonna say. This was filmed, would have been filmed in 1982 and released the same year as Jedi, which is 83. That's why they say Jedi. Mm -hmm. They were anticipating that the movie Jedi would come out, but at the time they made this movie, they didn't know whether it was going to be Return of the Jedi or or Revenge Revenge of the Jedi. Jedi. That's correct. So that's why he just calls it Jedi in the movie. I remember seeing a trailer for it back in 1980, and it was Revenge of the Jedi. Rosie fights Max von Sydow, and he destroys him. And then the but McKenzie d- brothers d- use their giant skunk dog to stop Oktoberfest. Uh, okay, but wait, but- wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, but ha- we're missing out on the weirdest, the strangest part of Strange Brew, which is somehow Pam's dad's essence was uploaded into his computer, and he's actively participating in the events of this movie from beyond the grave through some sort of digital... Uh, uh, manipulation. <laughs> what was his name? Ludlow or something? No, not Ludlow. <laughs> oh God! Uh, uh. The German researcher that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know why his name escapes me, but he he was. But uh, then he's yeah, but it, but he's also got like I don't know. This is a, a really old reference, but ghostwriter powers where he yeah. can put words on the wall and tip them <laughs> off to go to Oktoberfest. Which, yes. So, which he gives uh, directions to, by the way, and he says, "Yeah, go up the four hundred one and make a right on Highway 6. And I was like, "That can't be real." I looked it up. You know where Oktoberfest is happening? Uh, St. Catharines, Guelph. No, no, oh Guelph. Oh, the, where the Sleeman Brewery is. They literally give you directions to Guelph from Toronto. <laughs> now they said it. They said it was Kitchener, but I mean that's all pretty much the same area oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah you take the four hundred one Kitchener. Yeah. Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo, it's all right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so throughout this movie, Pam's dad, he has infused himself in the computers of Eleanor Brewery. So that so yeah. he's helping them out. He's actually helping them solve the crime by giving them little bits and pieces. Again, so he, superhero yeah. movie. That's, that's a, yeah, a, a, the ability to influence technology is a superpower in the comic books. Like, Well, <laughs> I think that's the part in Hamlet... And I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm not up on my Hamlet, but doesn't, um, <laughs> but doesn't Hamlet's dad they have, they come have back a ghost, as a ghost? Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's to me that's the ghost part of it's Hamlet. Still Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. uh, thank you. Wow. I did not make that connection. <laughs> I mean, I'm not up on my Hamlet either. Like I defer to wow. smarter people on that for sure. But wow. <laughs> it's funny to hear. <laughs> wow. Not only did you compare this movie to Hamlet, you defended it well. <laughs> wow! Like yeah. I said I'm not comparing the. I, I, and I said I love this. Uh, this is I love this movie. When I was younger, I 
uh, like when it first came out on VHS, and that was back when VHS tapes were expensive. Yes. I, I remember paying an exorbitant amount of money for this VHS tape because I, I just, I this is just like, and maybe a lot of nostalgia uh, for this movie. But it wraps up. We get the, the brewmeister is killed. They stop Oktoberfest so nobody gets the drug beer. Rosie and Pam end up together. Uh, the evil brother is locked up. Evil brother is locked up. Okay, so here's a question, and I'm guessing if it is compared to I, the wife who the brother married, do you think she was in on it, or do you think she was just to get because... married a day later? Yes, she okay. was in on it. Yeah, yeah. She she didn't mourn her husband. You know, what I mean, she was just right along with this plan. Pam is the only one in that family mourning the loss of the the patriarch. So yeah, that was straight. That was strange brew. So any, we're gonna move on to Wayne's world here in a second. But any last, any last comments, any last remarks you want to make about Strange Brew before we move on? Canada's you know? greatest superhero movie. Canada's <laughs> only superhero movie. Well, I didn't say how they won. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have very many good superheroes, do we? we have Captain Canuck. We, we we have Alpha Flight in Marvel Comics. Alpha Flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, our our Cana- our greatest Canadian superhero is Wolverine. Wolverine, I guess. Yeah. 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 I was saying Alpha Flight, and then I was like, oh well, wait, wait, Wolverine worked for Department H for a while, mm-hmm. so. All right, now we're moving on to Wayne's World. Wayne's World. But- Wayne's World. Wayne's Party Wayne. time. Excellent. Ow, 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 ow. From 1992. A budget of twenty million dollars, and it made a hundred and eighty-three million dollars. Yeah. And, and what did Strange Brew make? Sorry, what were the numbers on Strange Brew again? Strange Sorry? Brew cost four million to make, and it made eight point five million. That, technically, a success. It doubled its it, money. It like doubled its money. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, and this one it tripled up. So I mean, again, a, a big hit, uh, big enough to spawn a sequel. No, this didn't triple. This nined it. Oh, nined it. Million, uh, it, yeah. it, whatever, oh, 20. I thought you said $40 million. And I would have no. believed it, but. No, wow. Wayne's World was a phenomenon back then. I remember. Oh, my goodness. This yeah. Because I, I remember seeing this one in the theater. Yep. Yeah. Very quickly, Adam Sandler got popular after this. So he did really cut into Mike Myers's. Uh, this is back when Mike Myers could do no wrong. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Everything he, was, he touched turned to gold. You want to talk about Canadian darlings like Moranis and Thomas? I mean, Mike Myers is. Got, uh, arguably our biggest, our most popular, most because uh, you know between this and and the Austin Powers stuff and his time I, on I, SNL, I would argue Jim Carrey. Oh, J- okay, there we go. You're right, um, but, but I mean, it's they're kind of neck and neck. If you no, there was a time they, they when were. yeah, they were. There was a time when Mike Myers, yeah, he he had Wayne's World and Austin Powers back to back. Yeah. And then he did Shrek. And then yeah. he did Shrek as well. But then he did The Love Guru. Yeah. yeah. That was that was going to be his next uh, his next Wayne's World, his next Austin Powers, but... Yeah. A little too offensive. It's come out uh, in the past. Like, Mike Myers is impossible, is, is just terrible to work with. He's just really, really hard to work with. Oh, and really? I, guess, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. The, the woman, uh, uh, Stephanie... Stephanie Spears, I believe, who directed this movie. Penelope Spears. Oh, man, I should have looked it up. Um, uh, I got you. Spe- Go on. She said it was a nightmare working with him on this movie. I have heard that. Uh, I did hear that. 
And I've heard yeah. the opposite about Dana Carvey. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about Dana Carvey. Um, yeah, and this one, the success of this movie allowed him to make, unfortunately, Master of Disguise. The Master of Disguise. Am I not yeah. turtly enough for you? Turtle, turtle. Oh boy. I remember, what I remember is uh, Rob Lowe was in this movie. Okay, so yes. this movie stars Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Rob Lowe, uh, Tia Carrera. Yep. Yep. Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray, Ed O'Neill. He's got a he's got a cameo in there. He does a couple yeah. of scenes. I forgot he was in this movie, and he's very funny. You got Lara uh, Flynn Boyle stopping Flynn, by. Yes, Lara Flynn Boyle. She was a pretty big star at the time, and she has yep. a minor role in this movie, which well, I she, think she's. I think I I, I think she's, she's the the, ca- the character Stacy. No, yeah, no, yeah. She's the ex girlfriend for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't. I, the, the most thing I remember her from is uh, Men in Black Two. Oh, yes. She that, was on a TV. Sh- she was on a TV show for a while that was very popular. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, procedurals. Oh, Twin yes. Peaks. Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Law and Order. Twin Peaks. Right. Yeah, she did a lot of TV. I think everybody, you know, all the all the parts that they cast, everybody did a great job on this. Oh, uh, I but agree. Rob, but Rob Lowe, they should patent. Whenever you're going to do a movie about a corporate slime ball. <laughs> Show him, the, show them this movie because he has it down to a T. Oh God, the, yeah. The slimy corporate phony. I mean, he nails it in this movie. Was this his return movie, or is this before I, his problems? No, this was this was after his problems. Yeah, but I think, I think his return movie was Tommy Boy. No, no, oh, Tommy had, Boy was this after had, this. this. No, this yeah, Tommy Boy was Tommy after Boy. this. Yeah, so. So this was one of his return movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there was that period between his Brat Pack days and here in like the late 80s where he he went through his troubles. Because a year before he was doing a TV movie called If the Shoe Fits. So <laughs> chances are this was his big one. Yeah, he yeah. did The Stand and then Tommy Boy. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, he is. And I almost, had a point that I was going to make. and the, I Sorry. The, the slimy grease ball. He was most almost over the top, but perfectly over the top. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. exactly what I mean. You have these two. The two leads are over the top doofuses, right? So again, playing with a similar formula where the you know the two leads are not the smartest people in the room at almost every given time, unless they're alone in the room. They're there, that's the only time they're the smartest people in the room. Yeah. And but muddling through and learning lessons along the way, stuff like that. What now? What I found interesting though in comparing these two was that in Strange Brew they and we didn't talk about this, but they almost tease a romance between Rick Moranis's uh, uh, between Bob and and uh, Pam, but she ends up with the hockey player instead. Yeah, because well, it's Canada, so who wouldn't want to be with a hockey player, right? You know, if you're a girl <laughs> in the eighties. Fuck funny. Yeah, exactly. But here, then, the romance is is within the main core cast. Like, it's not... Yeah, but she almost does... Well, technically, in the true storyline, she does go off with Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah, 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 there is... Yeah, yeah, one of the endings, right? So... Hi, I'm Frankie Sharp, Sharp Records. I saw your performance in my limo. I must say, I've seen a lot of acts in my... Although you're extremely beautiful, I just think it's the wrong time. 
You screwed my career. <laughs> I always knew you were small time. Wayne, I'm pregnant. That's why I've been so moody. What I remember is, I remember Rob Lowe being on Letterman promoting this movie, and he said, and he said something along the lines of, "We just hope it doesn't turn out like Strange Brew." So, wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Shots fired! Yeah, Rob Lowe said that. Rob Lowe said that wow. on Letterman, and this is this is about ten years after. Okay. Well, first off, this had Saturday Night Live behind it, so this had money behind it. <laughs> just, just the. It. Just the music, just the money they had to pay for the music alone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Strange Brew didn't have the budget for for any of that. Because you know they, who did the you know who did the music for Strange Brew? Ian Thomas. Who's Ian Thomas? Dave Thomas's brother. Figure yeah, yeah, as soon as I saw the name I'm like, well, there's a family connection. <laughs> for now sure. Ian Thomas, uh, from what I gather, was a fairly successful Canadian musician. I don't know if either of you have heard from him. Uh, he, he's no Brian Adams. <laughs> Giant shrug? Yeah, yeah. I got shoulders up. I have no, I, I've never heard of him. I've never heard of Ian Thomas. <laughs> I, I don't know what style of music. Maybe that was it. Like whatever genre is in. Not a not a fan. I don't know. <laughs> does, he play, does he play Manitoba folk? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> I'll look him up. Go ahead. But, and this is, uh, and it's just once again, this is just a movie, the razor, razor thin plot about how Rob Lowe wants to take Wayne's World. The and by the way, how '90s is a cable access. So this would basically be a YouTube yeah. show now. Yeah, it was cable yeah. access. Yeah. So this nowadays, it would this would be a YouTube show. Well, and and, and again, both of our, our both of our movies started off as this aping of a cable. TV show format when on SCTV they would break to Bob and Doug McKenzie's show within the show it's the cable access show on Canadian TV and Wayne's World is what Aurora Illinois local yeah. access right so sorry Scott I didn't mean to cut you off there no no that's fine yeah but and the thing is they wouldn't need like they have all these cameras all the all they would need now is a computer and a microphone they wouldn't yeah. need all this technology to get their cable access show out nowadays no no you i mean well they would need technology but it, it's so far advanced now that you, you can have it in your home you could do you could do a whole show from your phone you can do your entire production you can get editing software and stuff you could just put your phone on a on a on a stand sit on your couch grab your guitar and go wayne's world wayne's world and throw it on youtube and the thing is now if they had if their show was as popular 
everybody, whenever they go out, everybody knows these guys. But locally. Locally. In in Aurora, now, yes. If it was that popular, they would be they could get monetized and they could actually get paid for doing Wayne's World on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like yeah, fast forward this movie twenty years and <laughs> they're they're influencers, they're YouTube's darlings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's such, there's such innocence too. It's they wouldn't have to be worried worry about uh, being demonetized or or taken down or complaints. It's just like you know, two guys having fun in their basement, talking about music, talking about going to a concert or whatever else, right? Whatever the the topic du jour was, that's, but it was never. That's that's the that's the sad part. Watching this movie is is, is that whole culture of that movie is gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like watching cable access. Um, mm-hmm driving around with your friends to have fun because there wasn't anything else to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going to a donut shop. That's Canadian. <laughs> you know, you're meeting up with all your friends at the donut shop. That's, you know, usually you're sitting out in the parking lot with your cars. So in Strange Brew, they show the they show the McKenzie brothers drinking. So we know that they're loaded. Here, you never see them drink, or you never see them smoke pot or anything. Yeah, yeah. The, but they yeah. have that they have that stoner drunk persona about them. Uh, they have kind of. Yeah, I like the. It's there. There. It was just a, a kind of a moment in time when being um, carefree. I, I want to say lazy, but I don't know if that's the right word. But they're just kind of like disconnected from responsibility, right? Like they live with their parents. That's the joke, but they don't have to get up and go to work every morning. They can, you know, they, they go out, they have fun during the day. They film their cable access show at, at, at night, not even every night. You know what I mean? But they, it, there's just kind of this carefree spirit of like, hey, man, it's just fun to be alive. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. Let's just, you know, do go get donuts and, and talk to babes. Like yeah, that's, the strongest, it was a simpler time. I hate to say it. It's the oldest man this, thing I'm going to say, but it was a simpler time. <laughs> the strongest drug in this movie is coffee. Yep. Yeah, maybe a cigarette, I think. Yeah. I don't think a, anybody smokes. I didn't see. I don't remember seeing anybody smoke in this movie, too. That's, yeah. Oh, no, Mr. Oh, that's, big, big at the end has a yeah, big yeah, cigar. Yeah. Yeah. A big cigar. Oh, cigar. Yeah, but, cigar, excuse me. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, but, and, but even and, for 92, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, yes, but I mean, the 92 people are smoking all over the place. And we just, just follow these two. Thing. Yeah, we just follow. And maybe, and Lauren Michaels was behind this, so maybe it was Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, like I imagine the standards, he probably held them t- to the standards they would have had to have used on TV at the very least, right? To to make sure that the networks were all happy with it. So, but like I said, it's, it's not a very, it's a very innocent movie for like an it innocent is. time like you said Derek yeah. it's gone it's you know both of our teams the McKenzie brothers and Wayne and Garth they're both mm-hmm. very innocent and they're naive to a point yeah I think naive is the better it's it's that well for Wayne's world it's the slacker culture that's the, that's what I was looking for yeah. it's that that slacker culture that was around for a hot minute that it was just it was cool to be aloof and just on the lookout for the next good time, but you're not relying on drugs or alcohol for that. Like it's just skateboarding, you know, a little bit of that kind of mixed in. So yeah, a lot, a lot more quotable though. Oh, this movie is a I lot mean, more quotable. In, incredibly quotable. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, like hurl. Uh, that became a big word after uh, swing. 
Schwing. Schwing. Babylicious, I... you know, Abraham Lincoln. Yep, yep, exactly. Foxy lady doing the... There's a foxy lady scene, and you always knew a person was a certain age whenever foxy lady would come on and the and the person would just do foxy yeah yeah you do you do the the little ears the fox ears yeah the fox <laughs> ears of course the biggest thing that came out of this one was was of course bohemian rhapsody oh got a huge resurgence in the 90s thanks to this movie yes it went to number one i believe yeah. again and it's ref so mike myers has a has a role in that freddie mercury documentary yes not he does uh, bio the band is pitching bohemian rhapsody to mike myers who's playing this character Nothing really matters to me. Well, I'm not entirely sure that's the album you promised us. No, it's better than the album we promised you. It's better than any album anyone's ever promised you, darling. It's a bloody masterpiece. Christ. It is a good album, Ray. We prefer masterpiece. It's expensive. And as for Bohemian <clears throat> Rhapsody. Rhapsody. What is that? It's an epic poem. It goes on forever, six bloody minutes. Oh, I pity your wife if you think six minutes is forever. <laughs> and do you know why? We're going to release it as our single. <laughs> Not possible. Anything over three minutes and the radio stations won't program it, period. And what on earth is it about, anyway? Scaramouche, Galileo, and all that Ismiller business. Ismiller? So it's, it's very surreal yeah. when you see that yeah. scene. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I've never seen the Bohemian Rhapsody. I've heard it's good, though. It, the new one? It's good, but it the, they play, you know... Loose with the facts, fast, yeah. Fast, fast mm. and loose facts, with the facts, yeah. yeah. What you saying? Weird isn't a real, real factual story, <laughs> but Weird yeah. Al, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See our review for that over on CanadianMovieCrew.com. Yeah. Shameless plug. There you go. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this this movie launched uh, Tia Carrere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Seven. She was for a while. I don't think she stuck around long. No. No. She no. Didn't. But she. I think yeah, she got like uh, uh, magazine covers and a lot of modeling work, uh, as well as you know, uh, bit parts all over the place. Yeah, she was yeah. the it girl for for a hot minute. And like you said, it helped bring Rob Lowe back. It helped reestablish reestablish Rob Lowe back yep. into the lexicon, which he he's still going today. Like that that momentum has not stopped. For like between TV and movies, like you know, starting with like Tommy Boy and then. I mean, eventually he ends up on Parks and Rec, and he's on his own. He's got his own. Uh, what was that show? Uh, uh, what was that president show? Uh, the West Wing. He was on that. West Wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing a. I'm doing another podcast later this afternoon for my Dan Aykroyd podcast called Behind the Candelabra. It based on Liberace's life, and Rob Lowe was in that movie, and he is hilarious in that movie. Oh yeah. I. I, I think we underestimate how funny Rob Lowe can be because he is so good looking. He's he's very funny in this movie. I mean, yes. Just, take a look at the scene where they're the whole joke of the whole scene is the uh, the sponsorships. 
They oh, keep bringing yeah. up holding up uh, products, and it's like, oh, that's the choice of a new generation, or take mm-hmm. these two Excedrin, or Reebok. You know, they do, people people only do things because they get paid. That's so sad. But Rob Lowe is just going, okay, well, this uh, yeah. like he's like he's ignoring it, but it's funny that he's ignoring it. Because it is. You don't know whether or not he's actually like that character is supposed to realize what's going on. <laughs> I found that to be very funny. Maybe I didn't get it back then, but I do get it now. I so. get it now. Yeah, I I get what Rob what Rob Lowe was doing in this movie. He did very well. He knew his role was deadpan. He knew his role was slimy. He knew his role was not to upstage Wayne and Garth, and he played it perfectly. All the screen time he had, he plays perfectly. And th- this, for him, I think, started off uh, a, a, almost a bit of a stereotype. Like, if you need a good-looking guy who knows he's good-looking and acts like it in your movie, you call Rob Lowe. Yeah. Like, it just he's just so good at... at I, I don't care if, he, if Rob Lowe thinks he's good-looking or not. He's very good at acting like someone who knows he's good-looking and is and is perfectly okay with it and is just going to use that to whatever benefit he can get. Whether he's it's... got a very good chiseled jaw mug to the camera. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, my, my favorite Rob Lowe scene is uh, when he orders in Cantonese and impresses, yeah. impresses, impresses Cassandra. Yeah. And and he's like, well, yes, I do. It's like the way he says, yes, I do. It's almost like, don't you? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, don't. Of course. Yeah. And that was who, funny. Who doesn't know? Where, why would you order Cantonese food without learning the entire language first? I don't get it. <laughs> and then Wayne just looks at the cameras like, oh, he's good. <laughs> oh, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that subtle joke, too, where like uh, Wayne and Garth are talking to the camera at the beginning of the movie. And then all of a sudden, Ed O'Neill steals it. He starts yes. going off on this rant about how he's going to murder he, this evil. He's like, yeah, I want to fucking kill this guy or whatever, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then Wayne just comes in and goes, what are you doing? Only Garth <laughs> and I can do this. And they take it back. Like Some of it is some of it's very dumb humor. Some of it's very smart humor. I think there's a great mix in there that is missing in Strange Brew. Well, I, I, you remember, know what I it is? I, I think the, the plot is a lot more innocent. It's not end of the world superhero movie stuff like in Strange no. Brew. Because that's the thing, Max no, von Sydow wants to take over the world, right? And so it's, it's now, just guy who has a cable show gets ripped off by the uh, TV executive, and he goes to get it's who, who's it, also trying to to it, steal his love interest. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, no holds barred, <laughs> which also has Kurt Fuller. So yes, okay. So Scott, uh, now, which, no, 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 I think but, I think this is much much ado about nothing. Yeah, I was just about to ask what Shakespeare you uh, literally was just cut off from asking what Shakespearean play this this is like, Scott. I was just about to ask you that question. Thank you for picking that up. Yeah, there's a comedy of errors, a Merchant of Venice. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tale of Two Cities. No, is that too much? Aurora and okay, that's, okay, that's not that's not Shakespeare. That's not even Shakespeare. <laughs> See, I'll defer to the to the smarter men in the room. <laughs> See, that's how I can identify with these guys because uh, if I'm I'm only the smartest guy in the room when I'm the only one in it. So, <laughs> and I love like the, 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 there's backstage stories on this movie that are famous that I love too. Like uh, like when they were doing the headbanging scene in the car, they hurt their necks to the point where there are certain scenes later on in the movie where you can see where they're not moving their necks all that much. <laughs> they still hurt. Or when they're sitting uh, when Garth and uh, Wayne are sitting on the car looking up. And uh, Garth says, you ever been attracted to Bugs Bunny when he dresses up like a girl bunny? 
and like Wayne just breaks and starts laughing. That was not in the script. <laughs> Dana Carvey just came up with that off the top of his head, mm-hmm. and fucking Mike Myers was. He broke, but then he was quickly turned and was like, no, I'm going to go with this because this is fucking gold. Yeah, yeah, let's run with this, see where it goes, yeah. There's a lot of scenes in this movie and in Strange Brew where you can see where they almost break, where they're they're ad-libbing with each other and it's like they didn't know that line was coming, where they almost break and they catch themselves and they continue with the scene. You can see that a lot in both movies. Yeah, and um, I imagine somewhere on some cutting room floor maybe there is a dvd that has like a bunch of the outtakes i wonder uh i know when i was looking at copies of strange brew there was an extended edition that i did not download i mean rent or buy or damn it cut this part Uh, out obtain legally yeah yeah uh (laughs) netflix disney stuff i pay for anyway uh yeah so it's it's free on youtube strange brew is it really? Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, what? <laughs> wow, yes. you just hung yourself for no reason. I really, I really hung myself to dry out there. Right now, there. okay, you, so... You may, might... get an, you may get an edited version of my uh, audio there, Scott, before I send it over. Just, I might can do okay, a little touch-up. So, so we'll just backtrack. It might not have been, because we did do the movie White Coats on my Dan Aykroyd podcast, which is mm-hmm. a Canadian movie. Mm-hmm. And it was free on it was free on American YouTube, but you guys couldn't get it free on YouTube because it had some sort of Canadian thing. Remember that? Oh yes, yes, the CRTC. So maybe you guys couldn't have watched uh, Strange Brew on YouTube. Uh, it might have been me. blocked in your country. Because let me let me check. But anyway, no, CRTC requires Canadian content, so it would have been open to us. No, no, we were just talking about what. Remember white coats? Though we couldn't. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, no. I don't know if you can get the whole like you there's t- certainly tons of clips. Well, anyway, not, we're yeah. on we're on Wayne's world now. And the chemistry between Myers and Carvey are I mean, you can't you can't doubt it. I mean, that's what carries the movie. Those two characters. Well, I I, uh, I think I to defend Strange Brew though, I think Bob and Doug have it as well. Like they yes, and and that's absolutely. that's the benefit of basically they were doing what would ostensibly be both parties doing ostensibly live rehearsals almost weekly like it was like at least once a month on snl you get a wayne's world sketch both movies do bits that they did on the sketch show they have they they have taken them and putting them into the putting them there you go have (laughs) put them into the movie yeah so they have put established bits in the movies from the sketch show now the thing with wayne's world is this movie just screams the 1990s with all the references. We get a reference like Terminator 2, uh, Patrick, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Liquid Metal. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, he shows up in this movie. So this movie, Wayne's World, just screams 1990s by all the references in it. Both movies look look like the time, but like if you watch Strange Brew... There's not a lot besides Jedi. Well, maybe I'm... Jeez, I, I screwed myself there. But Strange Brew has less references of the time than Wayne's World does. So to me, it's just like, yeah, this movie... If you want a movie that encapsulates the 90s, Wayne's World is a movie to watch with all the references they have. Yeah, like Strange Brew, you can tell it was filmed in the 80s, but it might have been like the late 70s. Like, it's very... 
like the way the cars, the car designs, uh, you know, what, what people are wearing, stuff like that. It's very, it, it could be either or. Uh, the, late the 70s, time frame 80s, that the movie and, yeah. was, even though it was shot in the movies, the time frame does not affect the movie as much as the time frame affects Wayne's World. Yeah, I think, I, I think it gives Strange Brew almost a, 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 maybe a slight more like evergreen bent to it. Like it's not oh. like it's 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 definitely an eighties movie. It's, it was filmed in the eighties. They yeah. used whatever they had at their disposal, but. But to Scott's point, like Wayne's World is definitely of the time. Like it is. Yeah. Like like you wouldn't you would look at other movies like Say Anything or Sixteen Candles or Ferris Bueller's Day Off to be like here's an eighties movie. I wouldn't necessarily point to Strange Brew, <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> unless we're specifically talking Canadian cinema in the eighties. Then yeah, I suppose you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. If you find yourself on a panel doing that, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'd point to Strange Brew for a lot of things. <laughs> um, uh, no, it, Wayne's World is definitely more of the '90s, but I think it's more evergreen, just because I, I think it's more culturally recognizable. You know I mean, like a lot of things they do, they, they go to concerts. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Like they, you know, they're on cable access, but they're still on TV. Yeah, Alice Cooper shows up in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Alice Cooper, um, Meatloaf, Meatloaf is there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost, and then we have. Uh, the late great Chris Farley makes a cameo mm. in this movie. Yeah, which I, I think, and th- this is only a compliment. That was smart to have it just be a cameo. I think if he had been like part of the crew, he would have stolen the show. He was just that damn good all the time, right? So, just having him have a cameo, yes, you got Farley, your buddies with him from from work. So you know, probably better than that. But anyway, they they got him in there. But it's just enough, Farley. I yeah, didn't he, think he was in the movies much to, at this point, was he? No, this was before Tommy Boy. Yeah. And yeah. this was the point where he was he was doing cameos in other Saturday Night Lives. Like he he had cameos in the, the Adam Sandler movies, he had cameo in this, he had a cameo in Wayne World 2. I think he was just, I think Lauren was just putting him in all these well, the, Saturday well, Night like, Live movies. Uh, yeah. Until and, he got and, his own vehicle, yeah. Until until Tommy Boy, and then he, yeah, and then he was a star. He starred in all of his movies. Well, let's yeah. face it. Thanks to the success, uh, thanks to the success of Wayne's World, basically the movie studios just gave Lauren Michaels a big old check and said, "What else you got?" They did. They did. Because yeah. everyone, uh, superstar and uh, Pat and uh, what else was there? A oh, ladies' God. man. Ladies. Oh, it was God, a bunch of media. It was just a bunch of mediocre Saturday Night Live. Movies. But but the the but the 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 wallets were open. Yes, and, and everyone everyone could grab a, a piece, grab some. You know what I mean. Everyone gets some bucks because almost every cast member got their own movie. Would you say Wayne's World is probably the best one? Yeah, come out of Saturday Night Live. Uh, well, I would say the Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what I'm I'm just talking about kind of from Wayne's World forward. I I mean, obviously oh. Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers on a class of its own because they did that and then just that. That was that like lightning struck, but you didn't see. Like every sketch from SNL, like there wasn't the, you know, uh, what was the 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 samurai chef? Like he didn't get a movie. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like yeah. I would say, I would say yes. Wayne's World Night was probably the was yeah, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. I would say Wayne's World was the best from this time frame. Was the best Saturday Night Live sketch movie. Sketch to movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yes. I think I think so. I mean, I I got a soft spot. I think Ladies Man is funny. I think it does it. I've never seen it, but from what I gather, 
Hey, It's Pat is one of the worst things ever. It was. I've never seen it, but yeah. what, from what I gather, it's just one of the worst things put on film well, That's ever. because it's... it's and that's the thing with Wayne's World is it, it lends so much to a bigger story, whereas, you know, Superstar or Night of the Roxbury or his Pat, it's very one note. Yeah. And to stretch that out to 90 minutes, the, well, and boy, that's, it better be something special. That's the thing. The premises alone uh, for Wayne's World versus Pat and, and movies like that, Pat and those are just one, one note jokes that work fine on a sketch for a two or three minute sketch. Yeah. Someone's put off by what gender is Pat. Now, obviously, you can't make that movie today. Doesn't, uh, but at the same time, just that one single note doesn't play as widely as a cable so access it, show is so open ended as a concept. It it'd be like trying to make a Steve Meister the movie. Yeah, yeah, the photocopy guy, like the photocopy yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, giving giving minutes, Rob Schneider. Like, yeah, like they were smart and they didn't they didn't do wow. that for everybody. But I, I was a big SNL head right right around this time. I was. Oh, me too. Uh, we just gotten our first VCR, so I was taping SNL but when I couldn't. Canteen be, Boy, the movie is not going to fly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weekend update, the movie. You know, <laughs> this was at the tail end of my Saturday. Night. My Saturday Night Live was. Like the the mid '80s, mm. that's when my okay. you know, every everybody has their Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and this is where was, I came in, and this was where I was yeah. slowly getting out. I was I was too young to watch it during the you know the the Dan Aykroyd days and all that of the the late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so I wasn't was allowed I. to stay up that late to watch it, and we didn't and we we didn't own a VCR. They 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 were. VCRs are machines that used to tape live television for us when we couldn't step and watch it. Yeah, we, we couldn't afford a VCR. We didn't get one until the 90s. But here I come in, and there's Tom Hanks and Aerosmith showing up to do a sketch about a local cable access show on TV. Yeah. And I just got that for oh, free. I remember that one. Yeah. That's yeah, my, one of my favorite ones. Sibilance. Sibilance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sibilance. Check one, two. Check. check one, two. Sibilance. Yeah. <laughs> I still do that every once in a while if I'm doing a mic check. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the impact can't be dismissed, like what Wayne's World did in, in that time. And like I said, it opened up the pocketbooks for a bunch more that unfortunately didn't. Like by comparison to how how, how good was Wayne's World 2 for like numbers wise? Do we have the numbers on that? It like did well, but it did not do it it did not do anywhere close to this movie. And the reason we have Austin Powers, I believe, is because of this movie as well. It yeah. solidified Mike Myers as yes. a, a legitimate movie star. So the reason we have all the Austin Powers movies is because yes, Wayne's World was a giant cultural hit. Pretty much everybody involved in the movie, it benefited them. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun movie. And once again, yeah. it get, it gets it. It gets silly at the end. Like we were talking about Strange Brew, how it, you know the dogs are flying and uh, science fiction, and here yeah. we get we get the multiple endings, the where they, they they end it like three times with three different endings. You get the real ending, yeah. you get the Scooby Doo ending, and then you get the ultra happy ending. And but that's all in universe though. That that's taken straight from the from the sketch show. That's yeah. from SNL. They would do the doo -doo 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 -doo, yeah. which also became a huge thing for on the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's not like I said, we can't. It, it, it's, there's no point in talking about the plot. It's just no. 
it's just funny scene after funny scene. It's it, this this movie and Strange Brew. It, they're, they're, it's just the character. It, it the characters bring the comedy. It, it is in the writing, but you also get a majority of the humor through the characters, through Wayne and Garth, and through Bob and Doug. That's where a lot of the comedy just comes through. So yeah, and again, having the benefit of having worked a lot of this I, material out on TV. Yes, and the benefit they had worked together for years beforehand, so they, you know, both comedy teams knew each other. Yeah. Unlike yeah, I, if you get a pairing, you pair two people in a movie and they're meeting for the first time. Sure, the chemistry might be there, but they don't have the the history that these these guys had with each other. Yeah, I imagine both teams had almost a shorthand by by I'm, the time I'm 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 a hundred percent sure that is true. Yeah, yeah. By the time these movies get made, there were these two specifically together are, have a shorthand that everyone else has to catch up with. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Kurt Fuller earlier, mm-hmm. and he's he's one of my favorite character actors, and I and he does a good job in this movie. And what's funny about him is Kurt is about six foot five. And, and then all the rest of the cast is like five foot eight. So it's like whenever yeah. he's in a scene <laughs> with anybody else, he just towers over everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think he's sitting down in most of the scenes. I, you know what? <laughs> I never really thought of that, but you are right. He is sitting down in a lot of the scenes. Great bad And Brian guy. Doyle Murray. I mean, we get a lot of old school. Brian Doyle Murray, he's old school Saturday Night Live. And he's in yeah. this movie. And he plays the cranky boss. You know, he plays it in this. He played it in Christmas Vacation. This, uh, the, the character he played in here and the character he played in Christmas Vacation, basically the same character because he does that well. Just the, the old cranky, slightly out of touch boss millionaire. So Wayne's World 2 does $72 million worldwide. So yeah, no worries. And what yeah. was the budget? Uh, don't know about the budget yet. Well, anyway, yeah, that's not even half. That's not even half of what the original take is. Yeah, exactly, which is unfortunate. So we, we might have gotten a trilogy out of this, but did we need to? I think the... the the first, World 2? Well, it sticks so close to Wayne's World 1. Like, it's almost the same plot again, so... It's like, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they used, in both movies, they used all their gags in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hot. I recently watched Airplane 2. Airplane 2 is just the same jokes as Airplane 1. And I think in Wayne's World 2, a lot of the jokes are the same jokes from Wayne's World 1. So you're not getting anything You're not getting anything new. You're just seeing the same characters. Yeah, uh, and in Wayne's World 2, they have uh, Garth gets a girlfriend that's exactly like him, that looks like him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you thought the... You thought the dog that looked like him was funny from the first one, so now you made it into his girlfriend. It's like, ah, I see what you've done there. And Donna Dixon's in this movie, Dan Aykroyd's ex-wife. Oh, really? Is that his she, ex-wife? She's the foxy lady. Yeah. She's the foxy lady. And who is... I don't... What ages are Wayne and Garth? What ages are they shooting for? Great question. I think, I think they're supposed to be in their 20s. Like early, so this early to so, mid. So I would think like Garth's romantic interest, Donna Dixon, is an older woman. It was, it didn't seem right. It was like like Wayne and Tia, they're age appropriate to each other, but yeah, you know, Garth is like going after this old 
Mrs. Robinson, which, by the way, happens in Wayne's World 2 at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Kim Bassinger is in that movie, and she seduces Garth to try to kill her husband. So, yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure on the... It, like, I know they're not teenagers, but... But they act like it. <laughs> they act like teenagers, and like oh, so on, like in Wayne's World, we get the we get the ending, which uh, was mentioned earlier, that uh, that uh, uh, Tia Carrera ends up with uh, with Rob Lowe. They ruin their career, and which is probably I don't know the, the most realistic ending out of all the three. Well, based sure. on what he does, yeah, Wayne's World Two has the Thelma and Louise ending, right? Yes, that's one of them. But the, there Sorry. you go. They revisit the same gag, right? The multiple endings gag. Yeah. What I didn't know about this movie is there's uh, credit scenes in this movie. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. It's just a joke of them uh, sitting on the couch going, wow, it's like, I can't believe, like, can you see all those people that left? Or is that Bob and Doug? That's a Bob and that's, Doug one. That's Bob and Doug, but they both, but they do it in Wayne's World too. So Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things that Wayne's World, I don't know, I wouldn't say had, had taken from Strange Brew, but there's a lot of similarities, such as like referencing the movie, which isn't a new thing, but that, yeah. but the, the credit scenes talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I, you, one could argue that that Wayne's World, the the whole premise of the sketch is basically like uh, American small town, yeah, small town America version of Bob and Doug show, right? I mean, it's yeah. a decade earlier. They're doing this, the the cable access show, and then they make a movie, right? Like it's Wayne's World kind of just gets there. Whether they were like, let's do our own version of Strange Brew, but obviously not without all the Canadiana. There's no doubt in my mind that Mike Myers saw Strange Brew. Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt in my mind. You know, SCTV. I mean? Yeah, he yeah. saw. SCTV. He grew up on that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I bet absolutely. it. But it, 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 hell, for all we know, it inspired him to go to SNL to to become like them, like Thomas and, and you know, and Moranis. All right, so that is Strange Brew and Wayne's World. Now it's time to decide which one is more gooder. If you ask me, and if you were to tell me that Strange Brew is better than Wayne's World, I would give you two words. Shah, right. <laughs> okay, but don't um, be a hoser and count it out, eh? No, like, no. like it did like a lot of stuff for like guys like Wayne and Garth and like guys who drink beer. So like, you know, like don't don't just like throw out the good beer with the bad beer. You know what I'm saying? All right. All so all right, I, I totally give it to Strange Brew. Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, Mark, which one is more gooder? Uh, as much as I want to, you know, defend my beer swilling Canadian brethren, I. I got to go with the not beer swilling Canadian brethren in in, <laughs> in terms of it, it just what we've talked about like I think Strange Brew might have opened the door but I mean Wayne's World took the house down and uh, what can I say like it, it is it has the benefit of being ten years younger so better technology at their disposal for filming uh, you know the having more money behind it uh you know they they got all they, they stretched that four million pretty well in strange brew um with all those ca- what what looked like taxi cabs converted into cop cars why are they so yellow i don't remember 
Like they took a bunch of New York cabs and made them cop cars for some reason in Toronto. I don't get it. Anyway, um, yeah, it just but the cultural impact of Wayne's World, everything that it did, uh, you know. And aside from that, it 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 is. I I had more fun watching Wayne's World. So I got to say it, it as much as it pains me to say it. It is gooder. Wayne's World's gooder. Well. Since you two have abandoned your country, I am going to stick up for it, and I'm going with Strange Brew. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I, I adore this movie, and it, it might be because it came first, and I, I grew up with it more than I grew up with Wayne's World. Uh, but the Strange Brew, I just love the, I, I just love the subtle humor. I, I, the whole thing. It's and like I said, it's most of it's going to be nostalgia. But you can grade the movie on anything you want here. So since you two have turned in your Canadian cards, I am picking <laughs> it up, and no, I see, am <laughs> self-hating is a very Canadian trait. So that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah I, on, right, honestly, I kind of I kind of cringed a little bit during Strange Brew. I mean, like I kind of live this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's why that's why I think the look. So I, you know what I think happened here, Scott? It's this whole cross-border thing. Like you're looking in at strange brew in canada from outside of it and and all of the whatever it brings and and there's a charm there for you we're now looking at aurora illinois from over here from this side of the border you know what i mean and and kind of the charms and everything that goes along with it and the big hollywood names and stuff that 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 are in wayne's world and and there's there's an impact there you know so maybe maybe that has something to do with it like it's just we're looking at the neighbor going i see what you did over there all right gentlemen what what do you want to plug Give us you give us your podcast. Uh, Canadian Movie Crew, uh, CanadianMovieCrew.com. Uh, we're coming out with uh, we'll be doing Ant Man, uh, a review of Ant Man: Quantum Mania. Yeah, in a few minutes. Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that'll be out pretty soon. Uh, probably about the time that you release this one. And don't forget uh, to check out our or is or is it podcast where we look at older movies and uh, maybe take a second go and see if we if what we're presented with is the real story. Or do we find yeah. the real story behind the story? That's our, our Or Is It podcast, also available on CanadianMovieCrew.com. And also we're on different podcatchers now, like Stitcher. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Wherever, wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you for doing this. This was a lot of fun. I uh, went revisiting the movies and talking to them with, with you guys. So. Oh, it was beauty, eh? Thanks. All right, Derek and Mark, thank you guys for doing this. And we'll see everybody here next time on the Witch is More Gooder podcast. Perfect. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Witches More Gooder podcast. Cross the streams. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.